32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors. It's a great pleasure to have you with us once again on 32GI Sports Nutrition, where Mark Wolf and myself have been taking you through this endurance journey. And in our previous podcast, we talked about the importance of those sort of pre-journey checks. And one of the things Mark really touched on, which is interesting, is the key certain blood work that you should do um, if you are wanting to get that perfect sort of foundation phase or base to go on and uh, challenge your next endurance. Or if you, you haven't done anything for a while, your your first endurance enge- endeavor. And Mark, the, the one thing that people need to do once they've gone and done these tests is take all that information. But it's very important to, to listen to it. And, um, you know, take that message and sort of implement it. And there's some real markers I know that you find, which because you have a lot of people consulting with you all the time uh, due to your expertise on nutrition um, on these tests. And there's a lot of markers that people do need to be aware of and need to understand on how they need to adapt their diet in a sense or their lifestyle to improve that. Well, it's not, it's not always just diet, Dave. I mean, sometimes, um, there can be an underlying condition which actually needs medical treatment. And sometimes you've got to tell the athlete the hard words, which is you actually need to stop training or you need to rest and you need to recover or you need to go through rehab or some sort of a treatment to do, to go right. So bloods for me are definitely representative of health. Is there an underlying condition? Isn't there an underlying condition? And without a doubt, you can also see via certain blood tests, the level of performance that an athlete can achieve or are they limited due to certain levels being actually a little bit lower than they should be. So in other words, insufficiencies or deficiencies in the in the blood. Mark, talking about that, I mean as you said, yes, uh, a lot of it can lead to nutrition, but it is. It's it's lifestyle. It's lifestyle changes. There might be something that's impacting your health and it's got nothing to do with what you're consuming, but uh, it's a certain aspect of your lifestyle you do need to address. And and that's really where these uh, blood uh, tests point people, isn't it? Yeah, I think so for sure. And, and there's many blood tests you can run. I mean, obviously you'd look at a full blood count because it's quite representative of quite a number of markers. Depending on a person's medical history, you might want to look at even allergy testing and um, specific things such as, you know, thyroid or hormone, more hormone testing, uh, in some men sort of testosterone tests, etc. Anything that would be representative of maybe something that could be an underlying condition because there's a, ge- a genetic predisposition to some sort of an illness based on family history or family medical history. And when it comes to an athlete, there's quite a number of bloods that I definitely like to look at. And I'll run through a few right now. I've actually pulled up a few blood tests in front of me just to, you know, to get a a glance. And and, and it's actually triggered quite a few things. So one of the most important things I look at is, for example, is definitely the red cell count um, and hematocrit levels. The reason being is that you're looking at uh, blood pooling and your major oxygen carrier are your red blood cells. And if it is low and there's not sufficient red cells, even for iron to bind to, I mean, this is typical of anemia in an athlete, and definitely it will undermine your ability to perform, can also trigger fatigue, can trigger nausea, generally definitely not healthy and something that needs to be looked at. In this case, a doctor would obviously prescribe iron, 
and uh, and it's something that would be absolutely necessary. Uh, when it comes to certain other bloods, um, one of the other things that I would look at is something like, um, you know, maybe the hemoglobin levels, the metacrit levels, and the red cell counts are absolutely normal. Now, I've seen athletes with absolutely stellar hemoglobin, the metacrit, and, and uh, red cell counts, which means they've got this unbelievable engine that they can tap into and utilize. But in one particular case, I noticed that the athlete had amazing bloods, but on, one, on the other hand, the vitamin D levels were so, so deficient that no matter how much training he actually did, his immune system was actually put at risk. And this means that he was more susceptible to illness, and uh, it doesn't matter how much you train. The problem is, is if the illness hits you, it's very difficult to actually achieve and, uh, and, and reach those training adaptations that make you stronger over time, because the last thing you want to do is get sick. So in that case, that athlete had to actually go on to a high vitamin D dose in order to be able to get his vitamin D levels up, and it does take time. In another case, I actually noticed we spoke about iron insufficiency or deficiency, in other words, anemia. In some cases, I've seen bloods where the ferritin has been excessive. In other words, a very high iron storage disorder. Uh, this can make you feel absolutely terrible. It's definitely indicative of something which is called hemochromatosis, which is usually genetic and treatment would be required. Sometimes, not always. I've also seen athletes that take iron when they're not supposed to. You should never take iron unless it is absolutely prescribed by a doctor. There needs to be a reason for it. In another case study, and something that I also look at very often is urea and creatinine levels. Um, urea, we know, is made in the liver and passed up through the kidneys. If the kidneys aren't functioning properly, you can actually see that uh, that can be indicative of high urea count. Um, elevated creatinine levels can indicate also that the kidneys are not functioning normally. However, excessive training or overtraining even dehydration can also lead to elevated creatinine levels. So these are things that you can actually look at. Very often I've actually seen bloods where the kidney function is normal. There's been sort of changes in urea and creatinine levels, and that generally boils down to uh, dehydration. But in some cases you can see the kidneys are actually absolutely battling, and then the athlete actually needs to take a back step and say, hey, look, you know, this is something that's very, very critical. I need to have it looked at. Further investigation is required. Doctor needs to be approached and tests need to be carried out to see exactly what the issue is. You should never leave things like this. Uh, they are very, very important. A couple of weeks ago, I had, I had a personal incident where I actually felt three days after a specific workout due to dehydration um, because of a vasoconstrictor, which I took, had impacted me quite significantly. I woke up three days after that particular session with severe kidney pain, especially on the left side. It made me wonder what was going on. There's a condition called rhabdomyolysis, which I actually thought possibly is this the onset of it. It wasn't rhabdomyolysis. It turned out to be my kidneys were overworking. My creatinine levels were absolutely through the roof. It was absolutely due to the severe dehydration that I experienced on the weekend uh, due to consuming a vasoconstrictor because of a post-nasal drip. So even something so small and something that you might think is so insignificant can impact a person. I wouldn't have actually battled on that session if it was three or four hours long, but the session was actually five and a half hours, and that little bit of a stretch is what actually caused all those issues. So so bloods absolutely don't lie, and I think it's something that anybody should look at to see, is there an underlying condition? You know, we all take our cars for services, and I've mentioned this before. Uh, we pay a fortune um you know, having our oil filters replaced and, you know, having everything checked and make sure that the car's fine and safe to travel in. But in all honesty, we've got a human body. I'd rather take the money 
and spend it on checking that my own vehicle is in good working order. And in order for me to know that, bloods are so critical. And it's something that I do regularly because it really gives a snapshot of my health. I even have noticed over the last, I would say, six to nine months, due to changes that I've personally made in my diet to try and modify certain levels of my bloods, there has been a massive improvement in certain bloods which actually help from a sports performance uh, kind of a level. And that, for me, is actually it actually shows that nutrition is so key, especially if you know what to eat around, you know, what kind of bloods, uh, or what kind of blood test you've been faced with. In actual fact, just as an example, if you if you do have a, a high iron disorder, you need to get rid of that iron. So in in the case of that, you would actually need to donate blood, possibly on a regular basis, to try and get to try and lower the risk of hemochromatosis. The other thing is you would actually need to cut out high iron foods in your diet in order to be able to lower it. So. You know, for everything that you pick up, there is a way of dealing with it and controlling with it. But best thing to do, go to your GP or your physician, get them to run a range of bloods for you, check some mineral levels, check some vitamin levels, check the full blood count. If there is any family history, tell your GP or your physician about it and make sure they take that into account when running the blood tests. When you embark on your endurance journey, you want to be absolutely sure that you have complete peace of mind that there is no underlying condition that when you put stress on your body, it will cause a major health issue in your life. Now, Mark, some fantastic case points there, and you've touched on some really important stuff. I think the next step is is really to see how people take that and adapt it to their nutrition to get that base on track or to, to get their sort of health back on track. But we will save that for another podcast. Mark has plentiful uh, research that he has done on blood tests. If you do want to ask more questions, please do email coach at 32gi.com or hop onto our website, 32gi.com. But from Mark Wolf and myself, Mr. Actor David Katz, we'll catch up with you next time. 32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors.